When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a very talented actor, uh, just uh, trim- I almost said young actor, but that 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 minimizes what he, he is. A, he is a wonderful actor, and he's put together an amazing resume so far in a short period of time. Aiden Minx is our very special guest, and now you can see him on on Netflix, Cobra Kai, and he's terrific. And and I was just talking to uh, another guest about casting. Whoever casted this has just done a, a, a terrific job, and a big reason uh, I'm saying that is because of Aiden. Uh, He's absolutely terrific. You know him from Ant Farm and so many, Bad Teacher and so many other things, but a, a terrific actor. Thrilled to have him. Aiden Minx is our very special guest. Aiden, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, listen, congratulations on everything, I guess, but certainly uh, Cobra Kai, and it's it's taking off, and I don't know whether you uh, you knew it would or you had that feeling that it would, but were you optimistic when you first got that script? Oh yeah, yeah. Thank, well, thank you very much. But yeah, it, um, yeah, it was really awesome. Like seeing like how like it was still it was a really good show. Like it was doing great on YouTube. And then um, when when we actually like made the move to Netflix, like I was expecting it to get like a little bit bigger because like not everyone has a YouTube account, but like, like YouTube Red account, but um, almost everyone you know has a Netflix account. Sure. But I yeah, I wasn't expecting it to like get to like the number one spot like for a long time like like and stay there for a long time. But then after uh, season three dropped, I was wondering how long it would take for it to get back to the number one spot. Yeah, well, listen. You know, it, like, oh, well, the third season so well. Yeah. Yeah, just amazing. I mean, really, just amazing. Well, I, I know, you know, people recognize you from uh, from Anfarm and everything else that, um, that or many of the other things that you're doing. But this, is is this different? Do you, uh, do you have a hard time? And again, I know everyone has masks on now, so it's a little different. It's probably a little better. But do you have a hard time going into a, a place without people recognizing you now because of Cobra Kai? It actually, like, hasn't been that much of a problem. Like, I, the weird thing was I was getting recognized more while I was on uh, YouTube. But, like, recently I haven't had anyone, like, stop me. But, like, I have been getting, like, a lot more, like, DMs and stuff on in, like on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Calling me my uh, character's nicknames. But, yeah. <laughs> well, well, hey, let me ask you. You know, and I, I hate asking people about influences and things like that. But who was it for you uh, originally that stood out to you as an actor or an actress, for that matter, um, that that you looked at and said, "Man, I, I I can do this. I like this. I I like what this guy or gal is doing, and and I know I can do it." Is there anyone that stood out for you? Um, 
I like the kind of like the Lord the Lord of the Rings movies are what like made me want to be an actor. Uh, like my my main goal was just like be in the next Lord of the Rings movie, even <laughs> though they were already done filming. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I like yeah I I was just obsessed with those movies. We got the extended cuts and everything. We actually like watched the behind the scenes stuff and everything because like we couldn't get enough of it. And then that's when we found out what acting was. We're like, oh, what trolls and dragons aren't real? But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the uh, the trilogy and and the Hobbit and everything else that uh, that came along with that. Yeah. But it's just yeah, it's terrific. Did it, did that spill over? Did and and again, I know it's different or whatever, but it's still kind of theme the same way. Did did it spill over to Game of Thrones, for example? Did you watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> I I wanted to like I was I watched the first season. Um, with my brother, and then he was like, "All right, watch another episode without me." Uh, he never like sat down with me again, so like we <laughs> never got to go back to it. Well, so, listen. <laughs> Yeah, well, l- listen. Whatever you're doing, just keep doing it, and whatever you're watching, just uh, just keep watching it. You're doing a great job, and you're putting a, a, a really wonderful career together. Uh, can you give us a little on Cobra Kai without spoiling it? And I don't know how far in advance you know, but uh, can can you give us a little teaser? Like what? Uh, well, what's coming up? You know, like what do we have to uh, look forward to? Um. Yeah, I guess everyone's just going to have to, like, wait and see. <laughs> All right, yeah. No, listen, fair enough. You know, people will get mad if you spoil uh, what's going on. How far in advance do you know? How how far in advance do you know and the other actors know of, of what's going to happen? I feel like the... Um other like the like the mainer kids like get to have more of a heads up, but um, for me they usually just let me know like episode by episode and um, yeah episode by episode and like a week before it actually shoots or whatever. Yeah. What what else do you have going on? Is you know I know it's a strange time uh, to to do anything. The fact that you're doing any kind of work is just is just wonderful at this point. But we're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, do you have a fluid schedule? Do you have a uh, do you have a, a anything that's rock solid that you're doing, or is it kind of just you know pandemic related? Yeah, it's kind of just like you know living life, doing what I can. Um, I have my little punching bag and speed bag in the garage and I just go and use that like every day and then um, I take care of the dogs I keep the house up while everyone else is like doing their stuff but yeah yeah I just and I'm, like I'll get a voiceover audition and like a salty audition once in a while and I'll just go ahead and do those <laughs> well listen like I said whatever you're doing Aiden just uh, just keep doing it uh, can you give us a website can you give us a social media site if you're on and and just let us know where to um, you know where people could uh, DM you and and contact you oh yeah my um my uh, Instagram and Twitter are both just my name just Aiden Minks A-E-D-I-N-M-I-N-C-K-S yeah <laughs> Well, listen, congratulations on everything, and uh, certainly Cobra Kai is, is just terrific, and, and your role in Cobra Kai is just terrific. And, uh, you know, I want to thank you for being here, and I know a lot of people are waiting to talk to you. Aiden Minks, thanks for being here. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Aiden Minx, everyone, has been our very special guest and, again, terrific actor. And, uh, you know, I said terrific young actor, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, sometimes that sounds... Um, 
I don't know. It sounds like you're, you're demeaning the actor. It's, it, it's certainly not to, meant to do that. He's terrific. He's uh, He really has put together a, a fantastic resume. But he's a young guy. You can hear he's a young guy there. And, uh, you, you know, you... Uh, and by the way, I don't think he'd be offended. Now, after talking to him, and, and you know, you guys just heard him, I don't think he'd be offended with being called a young actor, but he is. And and you know, there's different actors on that uh, on that show. Um, you know, we've had you know some of the older guys, better known guys on, but we're having the young actors on, and uh, you know, we, we're having people who have had no roles other than this. This is Cobra Kai is their very first role, and and they're and, and they're having key roles, and we've had them on the show, and it's kind of. You know, it's uh, it's it's kind of unusual. You're you're talking to people who have no experience in the uh, in the film business. This guy does, right? I mean, I don't know. He did like seventy episodes of Ant Farm, and uh, you know, again, we mentioned Bad Teacher and a whole bunch of things. He's got a big resume for a young guy, and uh, that that says a lot. That says a lot about uh, you know about him and how people work with him, and says, says a lot about his ability. As an actor, and you know, you don't know what he, uh, what he develops in. But maybe we look back, you know, five. Well, actually, I th- thought it was kind of interesting that he said the Lord of the Rings, he, even though they're not making any more. He wants to be in the next one. I, you know, I think it's kind of interesting. There's great acting on the Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy, and and if he's watching that, he's watching the uh, the, the cuts. You know, he very well could have a. Um, uh, you know, a good a future. Maybe he's got a good British accent or that type of uh, that type of accent. Um, he is, um, you know. Hey, listen, he's building this resume, and you just never know what goes on from here. Aiden Minks, once again, has been our very special guest. Uh, you know him from Bad Teacher. You know him from Ant Farms. But now, Cobra Kai is big hit, uh, number one show on Netflix, and uh, and and again, we hope the best for him. Uh, not only on Cobra Kai, but on on everything else. Aiden Minks has been our very special guest. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. This is Frank McKay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a very talented man, uh, absolutely terrific. He's put together an amazing career uh, from Dead Tone, The Hustle, uh, Chain Letter, Meet the Blacks was uh, just absolutely terrific. Terrific. I loved uh, BET's Night Tales, and that was Dion Taylor as well, a uh, great filmmaker, director, Fatal is his latest and it is disturbing looking i haven't seen it i just saw the trailer it looks great hillary swank and uh, michael ely who i think he worked with in uh, on intruder too but he'll correct me if i'm wrong Dion taylor how are you man i'm doing great man thank you for having me uh, thrilled to have you you did work with michael earlier right yeah, man. So last year, me and Michael had the pleasure of working together on The Intruder with Dennis Quaid, which was a, a giant, fun thriller that we made. Um, ended up opening number two in the world, so that was really fun. And after working with him on that movie, I actually took a break 
and went and did a film called Black and Blue with Naomi Harris and Tyrese. And um, when I had the script for Tal, I was like, I'm, me and Hillary Swank were talking, and I was like, oh, you know who I think would be great for this? You know, wink, wink. I was, I was like, Michael Ely. And uh, I just think he's fantastic. And here we are now with arguably probably the hottest thriller of the last couple of years, man. This movie is, is off the charts. It's, it's fun. It stars two-time Academy Award winner Hillary Swank opposite Michael Ely. The cinematographer is Dante Spinotti, who did The Insider, Last of the Mohicans, you know, Heat. Uh, so being able to get someone like that to capture L.A. and be able to put together a thriller that's in the vein of Fatal Attraction and Gone Girl, I just feel like we have something very special right now. Yeah, it hits VOD tomorrow, and uh, it... it I'm so grateful, and I know so many people are grateful that people like you are doing films because so many people have uh, have stayed away from it, uh, basically waiting, I guess, for the perfect opportunity to come. But, I mean, you have a great movie here, and I think people are starved for entertainment. We need something. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Was there any uh, real hesitation? Uh, and, and, again, I know, look, marketing is tough during a time like this, but uh, I guess you had to do it. It's it's just so good, and the talent is uh, is so good. Uh, were there any trepidations about releasing it in the middle of a pandemic? Well, yeah, of course, man. We were, you know, obviously, like so many of the movies, we were in the heat to where we were going to come out this summer, you know, last summer. And, uh, obviously, with how things have been going, we just was kind of sitting and sitting and waiting and waiting, and ultimately... You know, we were talking to Lionsgate, and we were just like, hey, look, let's figure out how to get this movie out because at some point, it's almost like Double Dutch. You got to know when you're going to jump in. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have seen a couple films. We have seen a couple films jump in and work. You know what I mean? And there were certain markets that were open. There was still a very small line of people that were going to movies safely. And once I learned that you could actually go to a theater safely through Cinema Safe, this program they had, I was like, oh, let's do it. And uh, we were very happy, man, this Christmas to see that the movie earned the number three spot uh, domestically in the country. And now, obviously, now with it going to VOD, you know, and everyone that has closed markets being like, yo, I can't wait to see that. Now we're, we're extremely happy, man, because it's about letting people see your art. No matter who you are, you just want to get it out to the masses so people can actually enjoy it. There's so much talent there. Of course, you head, headed by you and Hillary, like you mentioned, the two-time uh, Oscar winner. But Michael is such a talented guy. He's just uh, he he's such uh, he could send chills up your spine with his uh, with, with certain yeah. scenes that he does. He's just absolutely terrific. Do you ever do you ever think when you get these folks together that the chemistry wouldn't work? Obviously, it did here, and this worked beautifully. But did you know beforehand in your mind's eye that this would just work? Well, you know, it's interesting for me as a filmmaker, an independent filmmaker, I have to add that because yeah. it, you think a little bit differently when you're an independent filmmaker because sometimes you realize that you only get one shot at something. So that could be casting, that could be shooting, that could be a location. So we kind of do a little bit of a different dive when we're casting. I knew that Michael and Hillary would be incredible together because I know Michael and I knew Hillary. Do you know what I mean? So I'm yeah. going like, oh, these two personalities are exactly what you want on screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, for someone that's just kind of casting, 
and don't know the people, yeah, then I think you go into those films, you're like, damn, I did, I, damn, that didn't work. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but these two, these two were so great as people first that I knew that they would figure it out. And then obviously, man, the obvious thing is when you have someone that has won two Academy Awards, not one, not nominated, two, then, you know, there's no mistakes, man, when they, with those Oscars. Like, they, they're, they're picking the best, the best to do it. And Hillary is one of only, I think, three women historically to have two Academy Awards. So she was fantastic, and I knew we had all LeBron James. So, I mean, she's just, she's incredible to watch. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a departure for her as an actress from things that she, you know, has done in the past. We've never seen Hillary Swank play a role like this. You mean she's Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction? Yeah, but different. Yeah. Is, is this fun? Yeah, and the other two, I think, are Catherine Hepburn and Meryl Streep. <laughs> so she's in good company. So, yeah, 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 You don't make yeah. mistakes usually with one Oscar, but certainly not two. Yeah, Hillary Swank is just in a, a different, she's in a different atmosphere. But listen, so are you. All of your movies are just top-notch. I, I just love your work, and I know people out there listening uh, absolutely love your work. Do you? And again, I know we don't want to look too far ahead. I don't want to remind everyone, Fatal is the movie. They got uh, They got to get it. Tomorrow, uh, it starts on VOD, but you can see it in select theaters. It, it's going to be great, and it is great. It's already out. I just haven't seen it, but uh, Michael Ely, who's uh, terrific, and Hillary Swank are there. Uh, Dion Taylor, just uh, to me, one of the top filmmakers in the world and one of the most talented guys on the planet. Uh, if you can, give us a website, give us a social media site where people can follow along. And if there's any details I didn't talk about with Fatal, please uh, fill, fill us in. Oh, man. Well, first off, let me just tell you, thank you so much, man, for the compliment and just your energy this morning. I really appreciate that. Thank you, man. It, it's a very hard road when you're making these films independently. And, and the biggest thing is for people to discover your work, which I've been so blessed to have people see you know, the things that we've been doing. So I appreciate that. Man, yeah. you can find me, um, my my social handle is extremely easy. It's just at Dion Taylor, D-E-O-N-T-A-Y-L-O-R on Instagram and also on Twitter. And uh, I'm, all, I'm, I'm, I'm a social media guy. I really love doing it. I really love laughing and, and posting things that make sense. So I'm always there, man, and we always talk film on my platform. So if someone's out there that's interested in film, or politics, <laughs> those are the things that I'm very into. So I, I, I would love, to, love for you to come on over and give us a follow. Dion, uh, congratulations on everything that you've done, but especially Fatal. It sounds like a home run. Can't wait to see it tomorrow. Thank you very much, Dion, for being here. Thank you so much, brother. And happy New Year to you, man. And please be safe, man. Dion Taylor, everyone, a filmmaker extraordinaire. Fatal is the name of the movie. Uh, just looking at the, the trailer, it's just, it'll send chills up your spine. And uh, Michael Ely, anything he's in uh, is absolutely terrific. But two-time Academy Award winner Hilary Swank is uh, the is the lead actress in this film. And, you know, once I think he's right. I think there's only three women who've won. I, I mean, may, maybe there's a fourth. I don't know. But three women that I can think of that have won multiple Academy Awards. Hillary Swank's one of them. The other two are Katherine Hepburn, who won three, and Meryl Streep. And she might have won three. I don't know. I didn't even uh, I haven't followed up 
lately, but I know Streep has won more than one. But those are those are two very um, uh, good. Well, that's great company. I mean, that's very high honors for Hillary Swank to be in the middle of uh, of that trio. Uh, just uh, uh, tremendous. Uh, a, a tremendous talent here, Dion Taylor. Once again, Dead Tone, The Hustle, uh, Chain Letter, Meet the Blacks, and uh, BET's Night Tales are some of uh, some of the work that he's done. And, and he's right to point out that he's an independent filmmaker first. And when you go at it from that uh, that standpoint, you uh, you. You get to utilize. I thought he was going to say, "Look, you know, you you know, you have no no choice once you, uh, especially as an independent filmmaker, you you put the characters together or you put the actors together, I should say, and and they create these characters. If they're not working, you got to make them work, and you, know, you have no choice. And I guess even more so on a uh, on on a larger budget when you have something like this. And and this is extraordinary. Check out the 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 trailer. Uh, I haven't seen the movie. It looks terrific. And like I said, Deion Taylor is one of the best in the business. He is uh, just extraordinary. He's the director. And uh, Fatal, uh, you know, some people liken it to a Fatal Attraction and a modern version of that. It, uh, and you know, Fatal Attraction was very dark and um, uh, disturbing, and you know this uh, this promises to be exactly the same. Uh, Dion Taylor once again has been our very special guest, filmmaker, director. Fatal is his latest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island vibes on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone. To breaking it down, Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, best-selling author Joshua Becker, and his latest is a must-get. Everyone has to get this book. Things that matter: overcoming distraction to pursue a more meaningful life. And boy, those those words ring through to uh, to everybody and ring true to everybody. Uh, Joshua, thrilled to have you. Well, it's a thrill to be with you. Thanks for the kind words about the book. I agree with everything you said. Well, hey, listen. For for good reason. Uh, this is a this is a book that uh, that I think people could understand, uh, or it could be meaningful to them if they're teenagers, uh, if they're elderly, if they're you know uh, in in the middle of a career, if they're in a change of a career. Uh, did you write it for anybody particular, or did it just kind of come out the way it came out? You know, I just did an interview uh, a few weeks ago, and the lady had read the book, and she said, I think this would make a great graduation gift. Wow. And I hadn't ever I hadn't ever considered the book uh, in that type of way. Um, but I agree. As soon as she said it, she said it'd be nice to catch people before they make some of these uh, mistakes in life. I'm in my mid-40s. Uh, I tend to write for... Uh, myself and uh, people that um, I think are living life the, the same way that I am. So that's probably who I had in mind, kind of middle-aged folks. But uh, I agree. It's uh, um, for older people and for people in life transition and younger. Thanks for that. How much different is the book uh, Endgame uh, and, and, and its final form than it was in your anticipation and uh, in your in your mind, how much different is it? Oh, that is a great question. Uh, I think the book is pretty close to what I thought it was going to be, 
Uh, but it took a lot more effort to get there than I thought it would. Um, I, I knew that I wanted to write a book about how, how do we live our lives with fewer regrets? How do we uh, live a life that we're satisfied with and fulfilled with when, when we reach the end? And I, I could recognize that there were distractions, there were things going on in the world that keep us from walking down that path. Uh, some of the distractions I covered in the book um, came out of a survey, uh, things like how regret and past mistakes and fear can, can keep us from our most meaningful lives. So those were some new additions to the book than I thought. Uh, but some of the other books about pursuit of possessions and money and fame and um, leisure and how those things keep us from meaning, um, those, were, uh, those were always in my head. The, uh, the, the process of getting there was harder. Uh, a lot of questions of you know, why do I think the way I do? And uh, do studies uh, agree with that? And uh, what did the survey say that we uh, we did as well? Can you think of a, a real common thread between people that get what they want in life? And uh, and also, uh, is there a common thread that's any different than that, other than the opposite of that, uh, of, of people who fall short of their, their desires, fall short of their goals? Um, a, a lot of the book came from a, a quote from Seneca that I had read uh, years ago, uh, a, a long time ago, Roman philosopher. And, and he said, life is long enough if we know how to live it. But when we waste it on heedless luxury and no good activity, uh, then we are forced at death's final constraints to realize it had passed away too fast. Uh, and so I think if there's a thread from people who um, uh, find, find satisfaction throughout the course of their lives, um, it is that they, they bring an intentionality into their day uh, and into their life, um, that, that they don't get caught up in chasing money, uh, chasing possessions, chasing fame, uh, chasing leisure even to a degree, but, uh, but they realize that, hey, worry, there's a good that I can bring into the world, and that's only going to happen if I focus on it and if I direct my resources and time and energy towards it. Um, that's probably the, the, the thread um, that, that I've seen in my life, just interviewing people who at the end of their life uh, were satisfied with it. Um, that 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 doesn't mean we don't live life without any regrets or any mistakes, but just as an overarching arc of life, uh, it's we bring an intentionality to it, focused on uh, things that matter. Hence the the title of the book. Do you notice a, a, gen, a generation gap between uh, people and how they deal with uh, distraction? In other words, do people get better with distraction? As age goes, as as maybe we would assume that that we do, uh, or or for some reason, are younger people better with distraction? Uh, I would assume that we get better with age. Is uh, is that your findings, or does it depend on an individual? Um, you know what? That is interesting. I I don't. I know I have an age breakdown of the survey, but. I don't actually think I, I went to, I went and took a uh, took a hard look at uh, we asked specifically how distracted do you feel do you feel like you're distracted from the the things that are most meaningful to you and 77 percent of Americans uh, say that they do feel distracted um, but gosh I should go down and and look at the age 
I can tell you what my assumption is. Uh, my assumption is that as we get older, uh, we can't help but become a little bit more reflective um, as as we realize some of the um, the trivialness of of what a lot of people seem to be chasing. I think a lot of that comes with wisdom uh, and age and maturity. Not everyone gets there, um, but um, uh, certainly I think there, there comes a point. As someone once said, we spend the first half of our lives collecting as much clutter as we can, and we spend the second half of our lives trying to get rid of it. And so I, there's, probably, there's probably a little bit of, of truth to that. Um, uh, energy levels, I think, are are helpful, and and twenties uh, and thirties and forties, you have a little more energy. Maybe trying to to make a name for yourself, trying to trying to prove yourself to the world, uh, and then fifties, sixties, seventies, and eighties, you uh, wonder if all that was ever worth it, or you you've realized that um, you've. <laughs> The, the, the reputation you have is a reputation you keep. I, I don't know. Um, interesting question. Yeah. Well, Joshua, uh, thrilled to have you. Congratulations on all your success and teaching uh, others how to get to their goals. Um, again, we'll talk about the book as we as we go. Things that matter, overcoming distractions to pursue a more meaningful life. Uh, can you give us a website or a social media site where we could follow along with what you're doing? Uh, my my website is becomingminimalist.com, and so you can find everything that I do there. Uh, the book, Things That Matter, is available anywhere and everywhere books are sold. And I, uh, I agree it's a book everyone should read, so uh, appreciate those kind words. Joshua, thank you very much for being here. Yeah, thanks. Frank McKay here, our very special guest, has been Joshua Becker. Terrific. He's the best-selling author of the the more or less, the more or less, oh, the more of less, and the minimalist home, which uh, certainly isn't my home. <laughs> we got, we cl I got clutter. My wife is very good with clutter. The kids are very good with uh, their their clutter. Well, they don't have clutter. I have clutter. I, I go to thrift shops and I go to. Uh, I go to yard sales and things like that. I buy paintings. I got, I'm like a Citizen Kane, uh, Charles Foster Kane, a little with, with that stuff. But guitars, uh, instruments, interesting things, art, uh, art for sure. But anyway, they, the name of the book is Things That Matter, Overcoming Distraction to Pursue a More Meaningful Life. Frank McKay signing off. Joshua Becker has been our very special guest. Uh, we'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone 
to breaking it down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Susie Abramite is our very special guest. She is absolutely terrific, and so many people know her uh, from Marvel's Jessica Jones and, and so many other things. I just saw her. My son uh, sent me over a, a short, and I think it's called Famous Adjacent. It was terrific. Everyone should check that out. Oh, I, I, loved, I loved her in that. And uh, uh, Peter Fascinelli was in it. And I, just a great, great short. Anybody that w- is looking for something very cool, just uh, terrific to watch, check out Famous Adjacent. Uh, right now, her latest is a movie called Love and Bloom. I haven't seen it yet. It's coming out in a couple of days. Uh, but I will, I will be seeing this. Anything with Susie in it, I could watch. Frank McKay here, much more importantly. Susie, how are you? I'm doing so well. Uh, by the way, just this is a really funny tidbit. Uh, so I noticed that you have um, so you have a, uh, your your show is on West Palm Beach in Gainesville, Florida. Yep. Way back in the day, I had songs playing on the radio with Fat Joe, and I like people knew me very well in West Palm and <laughs> Gainesville. I was I was a household name in Gainesville. Just those two places. That was it. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, they're great places to be household names. And, and I'll tell you, you got to look back. You got to be very proud of what you're putting together here. A really, a, a wonderful career. Like I said, famous adjacent. I thought it was just absolutely fantastic. Uh, tell us a little bit about Love and Bloom. So, Love and Bloom, um, I had a fantastic time. We were filming in Australia, and I got to, you know, hold a a koala, and <laughs> I got to hang out with kangaroos and all these animals. It was it was amazing. But I mean, I, that was on my bucket list, so I was so excited to have that like fulfilled. Yeah. Uh, no, the film. Um, so the film is my character is Amelia Hart, and she seemingly has it all. She's a florist, and she just is kind of, like, stuck. And uh, when her sister's about to get married in Australia, her sister and her fiancé get marooned on a uh, an island, and so they're unable to plan the wedding. So she's forced, along with the best man who she does not get along with, to uh, plan the wedding for them, like, while they're away. And, uh, you know, as she starts to plan the wedding, she starts to find herself and love starts to bloom. <laughs> well, this sounds good. This is something I'm going to watch with my wife. I think my wife is going to like this um, uh, very much. And uh, it's on GAC Family Network. Who, by the way, they're putting together a nice, a nice package of films uh, uh, going forward, they they do a very good job over there, and this sounds like uh, one as well. Uh, when did you shoot it? Uh, was it was it like smack dab in the middle of the pandemic? Was it as things were cooling down a little, calming down? When was oh, the shot? Yeah, no, that was uh, we started filming uh, two thousand twenty one. So this is kind of like when. So I went to Australia. I had to quarantine in a hotel where you're not allowed to leave your hotel. Like they have guards watching you. If you do, you go to jail. So literally I was there for two weeks where you're in a room. You can't leave. Just you like just have a bed. It's basically, it was like bougie jail, you know, cause you get, you can, you, you can order food, you can order Postmates, but you just, you can't leave and you're stuck. And, you know, after about two weeks, you're like, man, this is just getting so gross. <laughs> like, I just, well, that so, is an experience, though, you know, I mean, was, to to be in another huh? country while there's a pandemic going on, and 
yeah, and Australia uh, took it very, very seriously, obviously. Yeah, they did, but it was really interesting because there were no cases. Like, you could, you know, no one wore masks. Like, once you did the, you know, two-week quarantine, then you were out, and then uh, everything was fine, and, like, there was no COVID existing at the time that I was filming. Um, the only time I think that there was COVID was as I was leaving, then there was an outbreak, and then they were sort of, like, shutting cities down kind of thing where you had to like quarantine again. And, but, uh, where I was filming, there were no masks. It was like normal life again. And I had forgotten what that felt like. Cause there was a moment where it was just like, Oh, this is the new, like the new world. We're all wearing masks. And this is, and so for, you know, that whole period, it was like, Oh, right. I forgot this. And so now I feel like life has gone back somewhat to normal. So that's like, yeah. Hey, if you don't mind, and I know it was a couple, you know, it was released a couple of years ago, but give us a little on the short. I loved it. Um, uh, famous adjacent, and I, I'm always into you know people trying to make it and uh, and whatever. But this is a this is a good one. This is a short everyone should check out. If you don't mind, give us a little something on that. Oh my God! Well, that was a show that I had written with my best friend. Um, so I wrote it, created it, uh, started it, <laughs> put the whole thing together, produced it. Um, I didn't know all that, by the way. I, I, I just thought you were in it. That's interesting. Yeah, well, you know what? It was just like I, I kept, you know, I was I was working on other projects, like trying to write and trying to sell, and I just I felt like I couldn't get, you know, I had done some bigger films, and then I would get cut out, or, you know, it would be all these, like, situations um, where I, I feel like I would have an almost, huge situation and then it would sort of be famous adjacent again so I just it became this thing where I was like I need to write about this because it's so hilarious that one day I can be you know like hanging out at a CAA party with like Leonardo DiCaprio or whoever and then like seemingly like can't pay like I, I couldn't like afford gas in my car <laughs> like this yeah. weird you know where you're like oh my god wow how am I gonna you know be refilling my my cup of coffee you know and being like oh yeah no i, I brought it yesterday Larry. no like I, I this is a new one and being like no you didn't this is like i was <laughs> i was so poor it was horrible <laughs> it was it was just like trying to you know and so i i thought it was hilarious this dichotomy so i decided to write it uh and then you know we we just put all our friends in it aaron mariarty who's the star of boys uh He's in it, Peter Facinelli, Callan Lutz. Callan Lutz came on to, um, he invested in the short. And, uh, yeah, we we had almost sold it to uh, Warner Brothers. It went really far. We had, like, a showrunner, all this kind of stuff. And then uh, potentially we might be, um, eventually, like, it might be uh, finally uh, being brought to life. So we'll I'll, I'll keep you posted on how that goes. But, yeah, some... A couple projects that I wrote and created are might be possibly uh, being brought to light, so that would be amazing. I, I love that you love that. Yeah, I loved it. My son loved it, and he said, "Oh, well, check this out," you know. And uh, he's big in the Marvel universe and uh, and so forth. And I guess that's where it started from. Uh, it's great to be part of the Marvel universe, that's for sure. Before you go, I know a lot of people are waiting to talk to you. Uh, do you have a website, a social media site where we could all follow along with what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's just my name, Susie Abramite, and my last name is so it's S U S I E, and then my last name A B R O M E I T. 
So um, sometimes the name is wrong. You can just kind of Google it. it it'll, 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 you'll figure out how to spell it. And then uh, so Susie Abbott on Instagram and TikTok. And, and real quick, uh, famous adjacent, what's the best way to see that? Um, you can just uh, go on YouTube and, and check it out. I mean, where do you find it? I, I was sent a link by my son, and I think it was a YouTube link. But I thought it was something else. I thought it was uh, streaming somewhere else. I don't know. We'll find. I don't know. But we'll uh, we'll find out if they Google "famous adjacent," "famous adjacent," and uh, it'll come up. Yeah. It'll come up. But do it. Love that. Thank you so much, Frank. It's such a joy to talk to you. Same here. And uh, listen, uh, congrats on Love and Bloom and everything else you're doing in your career. Hope to talk to you at a longer period of time in the, in the near future. Thanks for being here, Susie. I would love that. That would be great. <laughs> Susie Abramite has been our very special guest. And, you know, I, I, I touched on the Marvel Universe. Anybody that anybody that uh, gets involved uh, is fortunate enough to get involved with the, the Marvel Universe. They, uh, I think they have a step up on anything else they want to do in the future. I, I'm, su- I'm surprised that she wrote Famous Jason. I thought it was terrific. It's a short. It's a quick little short. My son sent it over to me, and I and he said, "Check this out. I think this is terrific." And we're always talking about people trying to make it, and and uh, you know the, you know, uh, you know the the trials and tribulations of that. And she was the main star of this. I di- I didn't even you know watch it that closely until the, everything got in. I didn't look at the credits or anything like that. But she wrote it, and what she say? She produced it. Um, good for her. It's uh, yeah. It's ab- it's absolutely terrific. Check it out if you can. And, uh, you know, this is somebody who, again, I mentioned the Marvel Universe, same thing with Star Wars, Disney, right? You get into those worlds, you get into those worlds and, you know, doors open up for you. And, you know, the same goes here for Susie uh, Abramite. And, you know, she's, uh, you know, listen, she's got a big time career uh, in front of her. She's already had a big time career, but Love and Bloom is her latest uh, and it sounds like something I'm going to watch with my wife, uh, the GAC Family Network and they do a lot of, of that type of uh, programming. And, um, you know, listen, kudos to them. They're, they're you know, well off to a flying start. I don't think it's, uh, it's been in, in, um, in motion all that long, but we've had a lot of people on this show who have had, uh, you know, programs, movies on the GAC Family Network. Check them out. And a lot of, you know, that kind of programming that you would watch with your wife or you would, you know, women would watch with their girlfriends. I don't want to say chick flicks. That's uh, that's sexist. Right. But you know, some people will make that uh, make that connection. Love and Bloom is the name. Frank McKay signing off. Susie Abramite has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.